comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. podcast as Abe and I discussing new movies weekly and uh, normally we uh, discuss those new movies weekly along with uh, lots of other familiar segments but because this is another week where we didn't really want to cover any of the new releases because the only thing that came out was Resident Evil whatever it's uh, retribution I think I think so yeah <laughs> I, I don't care enough uh, <laughs> we just we, we decided and like Finding Nemo 3D we didn't want to really do a show on Finding Nemo despite the fact that we do love Finding Nemo correct Abe? Yeah, and Pixar films in general. Yeah, so um, we, <laughs> you get another sponsor of our show? Was that what that was? <laughs> yeah, and Coke and Pepsi, one or the other. <laughs> but uh, so we decided um, with uh, Indiana Jones is coming out on Blu-ray this coming week, or actually probably the day that this podcast is released. So we figured, why not have like a whole Indiana Jones discussion? Why don't we just go over all of those movies because we like a good majority of them a lot. So we figured, yeah, let's do that as another bonus episode and just talk about all the Indiana Jones movies. So that's what we're going to do. This is a special bonus episode. We're going to talk about every single Indiana Jones movies. This will obviously be spoiler heavy because they're, you know, they're old movies. And if anyone hadn't seen Crystal Skull by now, sorry, but um, (laughs) that could be taken many ways, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And uh, joining us to discuss the Indiana, Indiana Jones movies, we have our newest guest, the man who has safely passed all three tests regarding the Holy Grail, Greg Knox. Hello, hello. Good to be here. Hey, Greg. Howdy. And, um, yeah, so that's basically the plan. Um, no real announcements. iTunes, reviews, and ratings, always good to get those. Helps out the show, what have you. And, uh, yeah. So uh, before we get into the movies, we're going to do our Know Everybody segment because we like doing Know Everybody, and we figure we'll just make it a special indie-ish Know Everybody um, and, you know, this is the segment, of course, where we ask each other some questions to kind of set the tone for the podcast and better get to know everybody. So, with that said, I'm going to start. Abe, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones is, of course, known for his hat and his whip. What is your iconic garb? My iconic garb? That's a good question. You so, know, What's Abe? What says n- Abe? Nobody will deny this. A white t-shirt and jeans. Boom. Boom. Uh, Music starts playing right there. 
he's just the silhouette of a man putting on his white t-shirt and jeans and the thing and it's like that's what it was barely but a boom and a boom see I didn't forget it that's how iconic it is that's how you know it's catchy yeah it's very catchy yeah it's one of the catchiest themes ever alright Greg yep what would you most likely want to see next Indiana Jones and the last McDouble with the main villain being the Hamburglar or Indiana Jones and the last artifact where Dr. Grant from Jurassic Park is the main villain, and they search for a missing T-Rex bone. Uh, last McDouble, because I think the Hamburglar already kind of looks like a Nazi. You just throw the uh, little red badge on his arm, and he'll fit right in. And plus, the true menace of this movie would be the Grimace, because nothing can stop the Grimace. Oh, man. He's like <laughs> the one hiding behind the table. Yeah, exactly. Just the face of God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't look at it. Close your eyes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Craig, your go. Okay, Aaron. Yeah. At what point do you find uh, Indiana Jones sexiest? Is it young Indiana Jones, uh, Professor Indiana Jones, the white suit-wearing Bond-esque Indiana Jones at the beginning of Temple of Doom, or just good old dusty Tomb Raider Indiana Jones? Oh, it's clearly Professor Indiana Jones. <laughs> Have you seen his students? Everyone in the front row is, is completely screwing Indiana Jones in that movie. They're just swooning. They're not just swooning, no. That his his office hours is just full of hot sex. Like he's screwing every single student in that classroom. The guys Everyone's are, oh, earning their grade in that yeah. class. The, the <laughs> one girl the one girl who's like I say love you on them, she yeah. another girl wrote them on their on her eyes and he he had a threesome with both of them. That's Indiana like, Jones. <laughs> that is the fan fiction just, that I read. You, yes. you didn't read that you didn't read that book? You didn't read that uh... <laughs> I didn't read that graphic novel. You didn't read no, no. Professor Indiana Jones Office Hours, you didn't read that book? <laughs> well done. <laughs> okay. Throwing it back at you, Greg. All right. What's a new item that Indy should explore? So, what should he explore? You could go Atlantis. I'd see that. I'd see you know? it. I mean, we we, we, we played the amazing video game. I'd only yeah, imagine exactly. that Atlantis would be a sweet place to go. Yeah. Uh, just hold two hours of him like in a submarine. I think be really entertaining you know nice claustrophobic a lot of talking a lot of silence you can bring connery you can be connery back and it'll be the yeah. of October <laughs> exactly. or k19 the little bit you see it's all done it's it's, it's half written really that's it's already there so uh, abe yes you own a sandwich shop got a sandwich called the indiana jones what's on that sandwich i like this question that's good oh that's a great question pastrami butter what? sand hey, uh, what's the bread the bread is a rye. I was going to say rye. I was, I was thinking rye. <laughs> Jewish rye. <laughs> uh, and last of all, you have to have like some soy sauce on the side. Wow. That's, that's a racist sandwich. That's, that sounds terrible. Is it like a French is it like a French dip soy sauce? Like you, you Yeah, you have the you have the au jus sauce by request. This is a weird sandwich. I don't like this sandwich. Yeah, why would you put sand in it? What the fuck? <laughs> He's an archaeologist. A special t- Specialize in novelty you're sandwiches. Like, you're like hummus or something. Like <laughs> sand. <laughs> I mean, we'll place the sand with, yes, uh, some kind of spicy hummus. Hummus and pastrami? That sounds amazing. <laughs> God, this is an awful sandwich. Crusty rye with soy sauce. <laughs> and au jus on the side. That's one, of his, right. that's one of his sex moves, the crusty rye with soy sauce. <laughs> All the professors love that. Part time. Yeah. All right, Aaron. Better sidekick. Chewbacca. Short round. The uh, um, Chewbacca, clearly to me. I mean, 
short round's fun at all, but he cheats at cards. And <laughs> that, that's, that's the knock. But Chewbacca cheats at chess. He doesn't cheat at chess. He just pulls off the arms of the people that beat him. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a shocking difference between those that's two true. things. <laughs> And I guess Chewbacca knows how to use like a laser gun. Yeah, I guess yeah, he, he can. He's good in a fight, and you know he can fix the hover. He can fix the hyperdrive and what have you. He's also like seven feet tall. Well, yeah. What short round giving you third degree burns? I mean, honestly, what what Owens you bringing to the table? <laughs> he loves you though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Is that? I think that's everybody. Yeah, that's, that's how you play. No, everybody. Um, all right, so let's move on to um, Indiana Jones. Before we get to the first movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark, we're going to go chronologically by when, when they were made and not, you know, when they take place, I guess. The so Temple of Dude will come second. But uh, for, for all those indie, indie just just looking dead into us and being like, we, which order are you going in, guys? We're going to, yeah, we're sick with Raiders first. But uh, before we get to that, do we like this series in general? I, I imagine the idea is yes, since we decided. To like it. But um, you know, thoughts on the on the series in general? Like, when have you last seen them? I guess. Or, yeah. I mean, prior to this weekend. Yeah. I, okay. We could all say that we've all seen them very recently. We all saw them this past week. I could say that I saw them actually in the marathon, all four of them back to back to back to back yesterday, which was exhaustingly fun. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. General thoughts, I guess, before we get underway. Been a big fan since I was a little kid. My uh, my dad had a really nice uh, fedora hat that I'd wear, and I uh, somehow my parents gave me a whip when I was probably about eight. <laughs> Don't know why. Either Indiana Jones or S and M. And uh, used to play Indiana Jones Ghostbusters with my best friend, so we'd watch all the movies. And uh, Temple of Doom was the only exception. That one I only just watched recently because it has the uh, heart getting torn out scene, and my parents wouldn't allow me to watch it. So. That one has a little less nostalgia for me, but everything else, I'm a pretty big fan of the whole series, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm going to say, basically, uh, I remember uh, my oldest brother, he would come back from college and he just had these tapes, and he had Temple of Doom, and Temple of Doom was the first one that, I've, that I saw, um, probably the, the one I've seen the most. Uh, now that I'm older, I've seen all of them, and uh, probably not the, not the one that I would say is the best. I, I definitely like... Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark a lot. I think that's very much quintessential Jones. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, but um, yeah, so I, I haven't seen them in a while, actually. Uh, I saw them again recently for this podcast, but I still enjoy them. I find them to be very engrossing um, as to, like, you know, take your mind to a different place kind of thing. And yeah, I'm in the same boat. You know, I love the the series, yeah, especially the first three. And actually, I think I've also seen Temple of Doom the most out of them, even though it's not my favorite of the films, but it's just, yeah, calling back on the VHS memories, that's kind of where I land, too. It's just, a, I used to watch these on tape all the time. That out of the way, let's uh, get into it. And um, I guess, listeners, keep in mind, we may have other guests joining us in this podcast. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so just just in case you're, like, surprised, like, what? This person's also talking about Indiana Jones? Why am I reacting this way to that? He's not special. He's just some guy on this show. <laughs> but... Um, they sound exactly like that, too. Exactly, yeah, that's how I imagine most of our listeners sound. Jo- Joe Jans, right? That's how you sound when you listen to the show. I just, I'll shout out a listener. That's how I roll. There you um, go. Yeah. There you go. Shout out to one listener. Um, okay. So let's, yeah, let's get for, to the first movie. Let's get to Raiders of the Lost Ark. The Bible speaks of the Ark leveling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. Not something to be taken lightly. No one knows its secrets. Jones, do you realize what the Ark is? 
It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. An army which carries the Ark before it is invincible. The Ark. It is there, Atanis. And it is something that man was not meant to disturb. It is protected by forces beyond imagination. It is desired above all treasures on earth by those who are good, trust me, and those who are evil. I tell you everything. Yes, I know you will. Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right, so that should have been some of the trailer for Raiders of the Lost Ark, the... 1981 debut of Indiana Jones, um, of course directed by Steven Spielberg. The film stars Harrison Ford as the Indiana Jones character, and he is in search of the Lost Ark. I am going to talk like this for some reason. Um, <laughs> you damn robot. Indiana, you damn in, robot. Indiana Jones is, of course, an ar- a famed archaeologist, and he's been tasked with uh, going on a little expedition to find the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, the Nazis, Hitler, is obsessed with the occult, and he's, you know, bent on finding all sorts of mystic artifacts from the past and what have you. And so Indiana Jones is now also on the trail of hoping to find the uh, the lost Ark of the Covenant, which contained the Ten Commandments at one time and may bring unspeakable power to whoever finds it. Lots of archaeological hijinks ensue. I'll just I'll just start out. This is my favorite of the series, and it's a uh, agreed. It's a, it's 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 an easy choice for me too. I mean, I lo- I love Last Crusade, which we'll get to, but in, but Raiders of the Lost Ark does that. It's a movie that does everything I want an adventure movie to be. Like it, it's very close to a perfect movie for me. <laughs> like everything about it, there's nothing that I dis. There's, there's nothing I dislike about the movie. Honestly, I mean, it's it's just super fun to watch. Always, it flies by. It has just awesome moment after moment after moment. Every, everything about it's iconic. It's just it's just like an, an ultimate adventure film. I basically echo everything of that sentiment, and I think that there's um, some wonderful uh, stuff that is set up for Indiana Jones as to him not just being like a, a very intelligent professor, um, as I think the other two don't really touch upon as much. Um, maybe even the fourth one doesn't really touch upon as much, but he's just brilliant, and also um, he's a really badass like archaeologist in the field. One of those things where I really enjoyed a lot. I I enjoyed that it's not so heavy on the jokes and not so heavy on the womanizing. It's really heavy on him really wanting to discover things and find things out for for the sake of not really truth, but for fact, I guess, as he writes on the board. So, yeah, I enjoyed this one uh, a lot out of the three, uh, I guess four, um, even though I haven't seen it as much as Temple of Doom. Raider is probably my favorite movie. I think I saw... Uh... Temple of, or not Temple of Doom, Last Crusade first, which uh, for a while it made it my favorite, but they're kind of the same movie, they hit a lot of the same beats, but like when you appreciate that Raiders of the Lost Ark did it first, that's definitely the uh, front runner. And yeah, kind of like what you said, Aaron, I, it's one of those movies I can walk away from with no complaints, and that's kind of a rare thing. Yeah, it um, it just, it, do, it does everything so well. It just like, I mean... First off, you have this great setup. Like, you, like the movie, it begins, and you're just already in, like, some mission. You're on some random thing, and you just get into this, like, crazy booby-trapped environment where... Okay, honest, before... Uh, I'm just going to pause. There, How does this light trap work with the sunlight? 
You you're inside yeah. the thing. No. Him, and, him, and, him and Dr. Octopus are walking through the tunnel. Him and Alfred Molina are walking Alfred Molina, through. Yeah. And he's like and he's like, hold on. He puts his hand in the light and spikes shoot out. I don't I, how is this how does that work? Yeah, what fiber is, optics back then. What is the technology in, <laughs> involved in that culture to make that trap work? I love it. It's like, wh- how the, good on you. I, you, know I how good, you know how good that movie is? I didn't even think about that. <laughs> That's how good it is. And the, I didn't think about how hard that would be. To how hard make. that would be to set up. How hard it would be to break Spears. a beam of light and make spears <laughs> come at you. <laughs> And then Alfred Molina is even better when they get to like the very end of the thing, and so and he's good. like, "No trouble to worry about here." And we're like, "Let's just walk over." Not like there's been horrible things awaiting us so far. But yeah, I mean, the cold open's so cool, and all that stuff happens. A giant boulder chases after a archaeo. It's like it's such a pulpy adventure movie. It's so like into it. You just like you just get into it from the get go. It's awesome. Yeah, and again, like uh, you got to give credit to John Williams too. The score is fantastic. I think in the history of scores, it's probably one of the ones that everyone. Probably remembers them uh, on par with, I guess, with some really good ones as well. Jaws and Star Wars, and, you know, other yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, essentially, I was really into like Cold Open too, and and uh, it really sets up this really nice world of being out there and not really being uh, on a set per se. Uh, you kind of kind of get lost in the whole entire idea of Indiana Jones and just being on this adventure with them. So I really enjoyed that about these movies a lot. Again, I find them really engrossing and I find that to be really spectacular. I think that that's a great effect that they have on, on viewers such as myself. Yeah. The action in it is like one of my favorite things. Cause it's not, it's not huge. And that sounds ridiculous because there's a giant boulder rolling after him, but like everything, the fist fights, like people chasing him, it just seems like it's nice and tight. It's really focused. And it's- I mean, it really draws me into it, and, you know, it gets you really rooting for him. It gets you, like, I don't know, I feel like everything he does is believable, even though it really isn't, you know? I mean, a lot of it is, like, I mean, he doesn't do anything that makes him an action star. He's just a really lucky bastard, (laughs) which makes it really entertaining. Well, he has the line where he's like, yeah, I'm just making it up as I go along. Like, he just does, he's like, he's not setting out to be, like... It's like a recurring theme. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just going, he's rolling with it and doing his best he can. And it it, show, it has like, there's a rough and tumble quality to to Raiders especially. I mean, all of them, or at least the first three, really. But like Raiders, like, it just, it feels like he's like going through pain throughout these movies. Like in, the, I mean, the truck chase, which is like one of, like, if I need like top five action sequences, like the truck, the, the truck chase in that movie is like always going to be one of my top ones of him. Going on the horse to the to onto the truck, he gets in the truck, he get, climbs up to the driver's seat, he's punch, getting all these guys. It's just all these things that happen. Then he's you know under the truck, and it's like all yeah. this stuff is awesome in this movie. <laughs> like it's amazing. And to get back to John Williams on that, John Williams can score a chase scene, right? Yeah, absolutely. So no good. Doubt. But um, yeah, but about the violence in this film too. I mean, it's not ultra violent, but there are some somewhat graphic moments, and I think that that. The whole entire film is Rage Peach 13, which is fantastic. Again, it's not one of those films that um, can really take you out of it with spikes going through a dull Alfred Molina or something like that, um, or some dude actually getting run over by the truck. And it, it's not really doesn't really take you out of it, and I think that that's really appreciated. Speaking of taking you out of it, is that Jordan Grout on the line? Hello, ladies. How are you? <laughs> Doing well, Jordan. We're just we're talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark right now. 
And um, we have our new guest, uh, Greg Knox, with us. If you want to, Jordan, Greg, Greg, Jordan. Howdy. How's it going, Greg? Going good. Um, Jordan, your thoughts on Raiders of the Lost Ark? Well, it's no Resident Evil uh, <laughs> retribution, but it's an okay movie. No, it's a classic. I mean, come on. Who doesn't like it? Am I right? Um, you saw it recently, didn't you, Aaron? Raiders? Yes. I, yeah, I, I saw the whole marathon yesterday of all of them. So. Yeah, see, I haven't seen actually any of the Indiana Jones films for about nine years. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, so my memory is a bit fuzzy, but I know it's a great film. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's I like that qualification. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me when I say they're great. And Ollie, like, there are only a couple like sequences from the movie that I actually remember. Like as a whole, it's kind of fuzzy. Like I know bits and pieces here and there. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to to rewatching them. Um, Karen Allen in this movie as Mary. Is, I was gonna bring that up, yeah. She has a case of adorable freckles, but besides that, she's also just like really useful in this movie. Like she's, <laughs> she, I, 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 especially because you get to Temple of Doom where Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg's literally setting women back like twenty years. Raiders yeah, of the Lost Ark, like Karen, like Marion's character is so like fun to be with. She's such, she has like this great spunky attitude. It's just really cool. Hello, Marion. Indiana Jones. Always knew someday you'd come walking back through my door. I never doubted that. Something made it inevitable. So what are you doing here in Nepal? I need one of the pieces your father collected. I learned to hate you in the last ten years. And the scene with the uh, the hanger is amazing. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was like, wow, that's a really menacing tool that they're going to be tortured with. And I was like, oh, it's a it's a hanger. <laughs> but uh, I definitely agree with you on the, the Karen Allen and also the female uh, the female lead in this film. It's just, you know, I like that she wasn't just a, a down and out, you know, part two of help me, I'm a woman in distress, um, save me kind of thing. Where she was, you know, she's the daughter of an archaeologist, prominent archaeologist that India and Jones respects. And she's got, a, she's got a lot of fire and grit. And let's not forget Alfred Molina. Yeah, we were talking about Doc Ock earlier and his, his pivotal role as guy who betrays Indy at the worst possible <laughs> time and then forgets about the light trap that he played earlier. <laughs> and and just, just the ending, it's it's one of, it, if not the best endings for an action film of all time. The, the, a giant deus ex machina. <laughs> <laughs> more, more about the ending because it's on my mind now. Um that 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 ending of that movie is wacky when you when you think about they're they're in some island that like is Nazi occupied I assume, but all the I guess most of the Nazis what's again let me piece this together so all the Nazis do all the Nazis leave their secret like Nazi cave with the submarines in it and go and follow Belloc to see what the Ark looks like is that are we supposed to assume that's every Nazi that was on that island. Possibly. If you were told, you couldn't go see the Ark of the Covenant. I guess so, right? Yeah, that, that's what you'd you'd sneak out. You'd, yeah, you'd, you'd probably, find a way. So they probably all went. So, <laughs> so Mary, so Marion and Indy are trapped up. They're they're like stuck on this pole. The pole they had their their ropes were cut though. All the Nazis are gone. The Ark of the Covenant's like there. So now they have to take this giant Ark of the Covenant. They got to walk it like who knows how many miles back to the <laughs> the, the, the the cave with the submarines in it. 
presumably all the Nazis are gone, so now they have to figure out how to start up a submarine, so they can get, they, they have to load up an Ark of the Covenant in the submarine, and then, like, sail back somewhere, and then, the, then, then they have to get all the way to D's, they have to get through customs, right, because you can't just travel <laughs> the Ark of the Covenant and not, like, go through customs, <laughs> and then they get, then they get shipped it to D.C. somehow, all this stuff out, right? It's a, it's this amazing cut, it's like a King Kong cut, where suddenly King Kong's in New York, you didn't really see the boat trip back, because why not? It's, that's like, which is like the greatest cut in, like, motion picture history. <laughs> that, it's like, that one's amazing. Because that kind of threw me, where I'm like, suddenly they're in D.C. again. There's no explanation as to how they pulled this off, but they did it. Or they could have just called in, like, you know, the U.S. Secret Service, and the U.S. was like, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll get it for you guys. You just take the next plane back to D.C. here. Yeah, but Dave, that's no that's no fun. No, no. Right? So compared <laughs> that to, doesn't make any compared, sense. Compared to Mary and Izzy, like walking ten miles with an Ark of the Covenant in their hands, right? I definitely love the customs thing. The customs, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's not easy to move around Arks of the Covenant. Well, it's not fruit, so I think we're okay. Speaking of fruit, bad dates. Sala in this movie—that's how I segue. <laughs> that's uh, that was that's incredible. A... Sala, <laughs> good old Gimli. John, yeah, John Rhys Davies and his axe—they're in this movie. And uh, this is, of course, the key Sala that we like, opposed to, well, not opposed to, because he's still Sala in The Last Crusade, but he's not as much, he's not bumbling around like he is in The Last Crusade. This movie, he's kicking ass. Like, he's, he's he's got a really successful digging company, he's got all his men working, they're probably getting paid, he's helping out his buddy Indy, right? It's, like, he's he's just a really fun guy. One of the best sidekicks in action movies, I think. Other action movies, he would have betrayed him in the end, kind of thing, but he stays true the whole time, through two movies, yeah, he's, yeah. he saves really? Indy from from bad dates. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot better than Ray that evil Nazi monkey dies instead. But my, when I when I was watching the movie, the person, my friend next to me was like, "Oh, what the monkey died." I'm like, "He was a Nazi monkey." He, he salutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he gives Heil Hitler side. He was a Nazi monkey. Pure evil. He deserved to die a horrible death. <laughs> monkey. One of the things I also like about this movie is just some of the the shots that they have. Where I remember the part where uh, they're very iconic, but also just very really uh, memorable. It's just when they're digging where the real site is, and the sun is just setting, and you yeah. can see like yeah. how hot it is, and he just puts on his hat. It's really well done. You know, the cinematography is excellent. The direction is excellent. It also reminds me a lot of. Uh, I mean, I guess that Steven Spielberg also directed the Tintin movie, so obviously a lot of stuff reminds me of uh, Indiana Jones and Tintin when they're combined. Especially considering that they're kind of in the same time period. So, you know, I love that about this first Indiana Jones movie. It's just, it really sets up a really good storyline and something that can continue. So, yeah, good on them. And that's like, that's why he was, that's how he got into Tintin when he made Indiana, when he made Raiders of the Lost Ark. There was like a critic telling him that he, that, that, like, he ripped off Tintin by doing this movie and he never heard of it before. And then he started reading Tintin. He got really obsessed with that comic. I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. So, how long had it been since you had seen the film prior to the theaters? I watch them a lot. I, oh, okay. I mean, it might have been a, maybe two years at most, but I, I watch them. I watch those movies a lot. Okay, they don't get old to me. <laughs> and was, I mean, that's another thing about Raider. Like, it it flies by. Like that movie was done quickly when I was watching. It was like, ah, oh, this is out of the way. Done. It's awesome. It's nonstop fun. So, was there anything seeing it on the big screen that you hadn't noticed before, or? Um, not so much didn't notice, I, but Raiders, I mean, it just, because these were all, watching on the big screen, they were all the um, the remastered versions that were made for the Blu-ray, and mm-hmm. it certainly looks very clean. It's a really good-looking movie, for sure. Like, it's they did a good job with the transfers. I would say Temple of Doom is probably the, 
the worst looking of them just because of all the kind of the rear projection and the matte paintings mm-hmm. that are used in that movie. So, you know, you're looking at a very clean image versus yeah. suddenly you have, art, you know, backgrounds that aren't there with actors in front of them. So it's like it's very noticeable. Yeah. But and, and Ra- Raiders doesn't do that as much. Like there's not so much of that. There's not a lot of that going on. Like the, the key scene where that's going on is um, when they're digging up the uh, the Well of Souls and you see kind of the backgrounds as the lightning and thunder striking and stuff and Indy's head's popping in the way and you're like, yeah, that's their, their, their little rear projection going on. Yeah, you can see some of that yeah. stuff, yeah. yeah. And it's but not, it's not, it's not as prominent as like sledding down a mountain on a life yeah. raft yeah. and yeah. looking kind of pretty but, obvious. Yeah, but I mean, again, these aren't like problems I have. I mean, that's just the movies itself. I mean, that's just... Yeah, it's just kind of the look of a... Indiana yeah, Jones movie. I mean, you're expecting that almost. Which is an issue I have with the Crystal of the Kingdom School, but I will get to that later. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it looked great, and um, I'll get to Last Crusade was the best looking of the four, actually, I will say, but um, we'll get to that later. Yeah, it, it looked very good, and I'm looking, I mean, I'm looking forward to owning these Blu-rays so I can, you know, continue to watch them in that format, because they're just, they're great. They're well-made movies, and they, they do, I mean, Spielberg did a good job of, like, I'm going to make this look good on Blu-ray. He did that really well, just like he did with Jaws. So. Jurassic Park as well. Jurassic, yeah, Jurassic Park also looks great. And sa- Jurassic Park sounds amazing. Like, that's the sound on that Blu-ray is phenomenal. <laughs> as was Raiders for that. As was all of them, actually, for that matter. Like, oh, it's... oh did we mention um, Paul Freeman in Raiders? Oh, yeah, as Rene Belloc. Beloche. Bobby Jones' stroke of genius is uh, Paul Freeman. Hot Fuzz is Paul Freeman. Yeah, he's in Hot Fuzz. Yeah, he is. I didn't know he was in Hot Fuzz. He's the priest. Yeah. Yes, he is. Oh. But uh, yeah, um, he's a good villain. He's a uh, what I what I like what I enjoy about his performance as Belloc is um, he he represents basically um, dark indie or nega indie. Like it's uh, <laughs> nega indie. It's it's like the, it's the it's the <laughs> he's a kuma. Yeah, exactly. Bizarro Indy? Bizarro Indy. He's very much the same kind of person. He's just gone about doing things the unorthodox way or the way, the the the, the moral path that leads yeah. to bad things as opposed to Indy's representing of good and all that's clean. And Isn't things. that also mentioned, like, uh, when he says, like, you know, I'm just your shadow reflection? It or does. Something. It's, that, yeah. it's that great scene where Indy, he thinks that Mary, Marion's died. And it, I mean, the, the direction's great in this movie. I love the close-ups in this movie. Like, the first... Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like diverging because I get excited about it. But like the first shot of Indiana Jones's face is like right after he whips the gun's hand out of the guy, and then he just Harrison Ford turns and steps into frame, and it's one of those like great shots of his entire face fills the entire screen, and it's just really like old fashioned pulpy action heroes made his entrance kind of scene. But so anyway, there's a great there's a great like shot again of that where Indy thinks Marion's died, so he's in the bar with Belloc. And, like, Indy's, Indy's face is filling, like, almost the entire frame again in, like, kind of on a side shot. And Belloc's, like, on, like, on the on the right side of the frame just, yeah, explaining how him, me and you aren't so far apart after, like, he's given this whole monologue, this bad guy monologue thing. And it's just really cool. It's just really cool. And Indy's, like, total profile. He's just looking straight ahead, yeah. not at Bullock, right? Yeah. It's a good, good look. Yeah, but I, uh, what about uh, about Bali too? Is like, I really enjoyed that he's uh, he matches wits with Indy because they're both archaeologists and they're both like very smart guys. He's not just like a bad guy for filler. He's you know a pretty intelligent, competent dude, but he's just on the path of uh, the unrighteous. For for sure, and easily the I would say the best villain of the series. Agreed. Yeah, of course. And with all the characters in the movie, like, you you by by the end of the film, you really know who we who each of them are. And they're all well-developed, which, you know, is, is a testament to, like, the 
flawless writing and directing and the acting, like all the actors like bring their own layers to each character. And if one of those would have been a, just a bit weak, the whole film would have fallen apart. Yeah, I agree with that. Even um, even like Marcus Brody, who's not in this movie that much, but he like he gets just a. It's funny at the beginning. I don't really think about it, but like at the beginning of the movie, there's literally a scene where Indiana Jones has to like draw on a chalkboard to explain everything that's going on, which is the kind of the sign of like in in lesser movies it would be bad exposition, but in movies like mm, this, yeah. in movies like this or like Back to the Future Part Two, which also has a scene of Doc Brown drawing on the chalkboard to make sure we all have the universe. Yeah. <laughs> And now I have to pause and go, oh, but, um, it, <laughs> that's heavy. I mean, it, it uh, it works <laughs> like it, it, like it, it works because it's like, it feels like, it feels like it plays into the scene. Whereas Indy's like, he has to explain to these guys what the arc is and wh- what's going exactly, on. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it I just, really enjoy that. I don't feel like the movie's slowing down at all. It just feels like, yeah, I mean, I guess, you, I mean, you need to set up the story and this seems like, it feels like the most appropriate way to do it and not just like the easiest way, or not just like the, the laziest way to do it. It feels like, yeah, he's got to, you know, it's, we got to get that plot going. We got to see where it's going. Get... Yeah, again, he's a, he's an intelligent guy outside of the classroom and inside of the classroom. And I just like the way that he can uh, reference these things off the top of his head. He knows all these uh, historical dates and artifacts. And they touch upon that, especially like in the third one as well, when River Phoenix is doing that when he's like 16 or something like that, you know, he already knows the, uh, the history of Cortez and all the other stuff in Coronado. So it's, you know, I really enjoy that aspect about Indiana Jones. He's like, he's a smart leading man with a satchel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd kind of forgot how like detective-y these movies were like, and how much they were more like a Bond movie in a way. Yeah. Like just in his intelligence and having to deduce things. And, you know, he's very, He's way more Batman than Superman kind of thing. It's his, like, knowledge of his surroundings that keeps him alive, not, like, brute force, which is neat. Makes him endearing. <laughs> and he hates snakes. That's not a snake. That's just my friend Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, final thoughts of Raiders of the Lost Ark before we move on to the next in the franchise? Mm-hmm. No. All right. Good movie. Okay. Classic. Yeah, it's okay. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it did it. Um, <laughs> okay, so the next film in the series is, of course, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. If adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Jones. Dr. Jones found the Archie for me, and he's going to deliver him now. Hey, who is this? Ner- Archie! Put the gun away, Sonny. Nothing shocks me. I'm a scientist. And what sort of research would you do on me? Nocturnal activities. What position I like to sleep in? Mating customs. So you're an authority in that area? Years of field work. Oh, quit complaining. This is expensive stuff. I told him to go forth and combat evil. And to help him, he gave him five sacred stones with magical properties. Magic rocks, fortune, and glory. I'd sleep closer if I were you. For safety's sake. Dr. Jones, I'd be safer sleeping with a snake. I've encountered a lot of people who who really hate this film, Temple of Doom. And, you know, I, 
I, I understand where they're coming from. I enjoyed a lot. It's my least favorite uh, out of all four of them, but I still enjoy it. Out of all four of them, we're going that far, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like uh, I, I do like Crystal Skull a bit more than Temple of Doom, but I'm I'm still a huge fan of it. I, I think it's just supremely entertaining, and it's it's a completely different film from the first one, and. I, I I think it was a bold move and it it works. Yeah, the uh, let me set it up a little bit for just for the sake of doing it. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is set a year before um, Raiders in the chronology of things, and it um, involves Indiana Jones and his sidekick Short Round and his his local lounge singing companion <laughs> Willie Scott. Um, they've arrived in India through various means and have found a desperate village that has lost their like their their like sacred stone and so they're tasked with a mission to visit the um the Maharaja's kingdom and uh find out what's going on and of course this leads them into a terrifying temple of doom like nature and lots of willy screaming hijinks ensue. So <laughs> now having said that, I uh yeah, I Temple of Doom I I would put third uh, in the uh, in the franchise, but what I like a lot about Temple of Doom is that it is ambitious. It does try to do things decidedly different from Raiders of the Lost Ark. It doesn't just feel like a, a direct sequel that you know does everything that the first one did, but bigger and better. It tries. To, it, it has a different tone. It uh, it tries to incorporate a lot of different kind of elements, and some of them work better than others because you know it's a darker movie, but it also has a lot of slapstick stuff. So it's you know kind of off balance at a lot of points. But it still has a lot of really interesting things in it, and I, I I admire this film because of that. And it's you know it has a mind car chase. It's awesome. I mean, <laughs> what else do you it's the only redeeming part of the movie. <laughs> what I like about this movie a lot is, um, it, yeah, it's kind of goofy in the beginning, and then it kind of gets a bit serious when they go to the village. Yeah, it gets kind of dark when there's they a lot of Willie's figure. It's pretty stuff. goofy throughout. <laughs> Shorty, Chao Chi, Latsu Tanta. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a big, huge, I'm not a huge fan of Willie in the overall film. I think she's really there just as really a lot of uh, Mrs. humorous. Mrs. Spielberg, we should say. Is it? Is that really? Yeah, Cape Capital, yeah. Mrs. Spielberg. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of her uh, in the film. I think that uh, it probably could have done without her as much screaming and just being a woman in distress. But at the same time, um, I definitely like the, uh, the relationship between... Indian short round. I think that's like a really touching thing. And <laughs> speaking of speaking of short and round, I think Alan Aguilera just joined in the podcast as well. I am not short. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, what's up? Hi guys, how are you? Yeah, Alan, you have some basic thoughts about Temple of Doom. I liked it. I don't think it gets enough credit for how good of a prequel it is to the Indiana Jones. Um, I just I dig it. I don't think it's as good as one or three, and we can get into three later. But I think it's a fun adventure and kind of goes out there with a lot of the PG ratings. But um, uh, I like it. I'm a I'm a big fan of it. Rick, I think it's got to be my least favorite. 
It's a kind of a tie between that and Crystal Skull. When I was watching through them in order, I, when I watched finished Temple of Doom, I was kind of like, wow, that's my least favorite. But then watching Crystal Skull, you know, brought it up, put it in perspective. But it just, I don't know, he just didn't feel like indie in the movie. Like, the slapstick comedy, like, it was kind of funny, but it wasn't what I wanted out of the movie. And it just, like, the detective part, the investigating part, I never got that in the movie like, that I got in Raiders. It was just him, like, stumbling upon things all haphazard. And Willie just couldn't stand it. Just <laughs> too too hard to take. Maybe it just aged very poorly, but I don't know. <laughs> Do you think it's more Lucas and Spielberg as opposed to the other? I think, like, one and three are very Spielberg-inspired, and then two and four are very... I don't know. Lucas I mean, kind of taking the reins. Well, I think the, I mean, the short-round Indiana Jones relationship, which is the core thing about that, feels very Spielberg. I think a lot of the slapstick stuff it feels very much like Spielberg. It's just not great Spielberg. Yeah. But honestly, for as cheesy as a slapstick is, it's still way better than anything Sorkin comes up with. <laughs> slapstick stuff. <laughs> oh, his, he thinks slapstick is so funny in the newsroom. Sorry. <laughs> jump over there but um although this movie did turn me on to a more of a culinary uh, sensibility where i'm like oh i don't mind i wouldn't mind trying a monkey brain that'd be I, nice. I, I, I mean the eyeballs too did look delicious mainly because i assumed that it was made from the children's dead eye, the dead children's eyeball <laughs> i figured that's less why it's probably delicious like honestly i don't like food where i know that there, there was a lot of pain involved yeah there you go like if i can taste the pain then, so Chinese food? I love Chinese food. Speaking of all that stuff, uh, this is the movie that I probably know the most quotes from because it's so goofballish. Um, and I always use Snake Surprise every chance that I get. <laughs> the, uh, the, the seduction stuff between Willie and Indiana Jones goes on like far too long in this movie. It has that whole, like, them bickering and then they, you know, like... She'll be back here in five minutes, and it's just back and forth, back and forth, of them sitting on their beds waiting to sex each other up. And it's like, what movie am I watching right now? Like, I don't care about this. I want to see Indiana Jones free slave children and not, you know, try to have sex with Willie, who's just going to shriek annoyingly probably during it. Like, it's just not, like, the movie I want to see right now. How long is the movie? It's um two uh, it's, it's a like two it's hours a, and six minutes, something like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, it's, 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 it's just under two hours. Oh, is it? Crystal Skulls, the er, Crusades, the longest one. How about that opening? Um, this huh. mo- this movie, it, here <laughs> the I can chorus line. I can yeah the chorus line the big grand opening. I can jump back a bit before in the, before Spielberg did uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. He was lined up to do a Bond movie. He was going to do uh, he was going to do for your eyes only. He's always wanted to do a Bond movie and um, he wasn't going to wait, so he didn't do that. So he did Raiders of the Lost Ark and then he did E.T. And um, with Temple of Doom, he was like, you know what, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make my own Bond movie thing. So that's what that's why this the opening is the way it is, where it very much feels like a Bond movie. He's in some exotic locale wearing a tuxedo, bartering for so like it's it it has that kind of feel to it, while also being you know a big Indiana Jones production. And like it's cool. I like that. I like the I like the cold open in this movie, even though the the Asians <laughs> depicted are. Having the time of their life, it seems, torturing Indiana Jones with their poison. They are laughing up hysterically throughout the opening segment. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> the other thing, Jordan, you had mentioned, uh, yeah, previously uh, asked Aaron if there was anything that he noticed differently about them being on the screen. 
for this one, I actually noticed that the name of the club is called Club Obi-Wan. You never noticed that before? I never noticed that before. And I was like, oh, that's, haha, funny. (laughs) I look back on it fondly. I think the last time I watched it was when I bought the DVDs. And then I was planning on having a marathon soon. But, um... I think it's good. I don't think it's the greatest movie ever made. I do like it better than Kingdom. Um, but the one thing that I didn't really like about it was that the reason I love Raiders and the reason I love Last Crusade so much is because it really deals with a lot of the theological elements. Like, um, like really deals into the Judaism and Christianity and Catholicism. And this one really didn't. Kind of dealt with slaving, you know, freeing slave slave children. But I just, I didn't really click with the story like I did with the other ones. Um, but I still think it's good. I think I, I I will watch it if it's on TV, or I will go out of my way to watch it again. I think it gets kind of heavy with the. It's maybe not. It's not something as well known, but I mean, it deals with sacred stones and him going through stuff involving Shiva and his dark time I, and. Stones right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on one today. Uh, I, <laughs> I guess yeah, it's not as it's not as it's not as it's not as relatable as something like yeah, the Holy Grail or the Ark of the Covenant. I can well, agree it's not because I grew up, you know, Catholic, so that stuff is kind of ingrained in me. Where I'm really interested in that kind of stuff, and I just didn't connect with it like I did the other two. You know, that's that's it. It's just a personal preference. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I'm not faulting it. How about that minecart chase? Outstanding. It's what they should make the sequel to the Disneyland ride. <laughs> yeah, right? That'd be awesome. Should start making ride sequels. <laughs> oh no, I find it kind of bumpy. <laughs> you know what? I do know something. Um, it's a technical error, but there's no way you can take a heart out of a person like that. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> that chest plate is a mother. Can I tell you that? What, what I like about that scene is not only does he take the heart out of the guy, which is fine. I mean, he set a spell first, so obviously it works. But the uh, he then sends the guy down to the lava pit. Also, conveniently, they've dug in that far in. And but the guy goes in with the thing that he's chained onto. But they manage to get that thing back out then one piece. So that's good for them, right? They get to reuse that whole elaborate setup they have for dunking guys into lava pits. Probably adamantium. Probably there you go. Probably adamantium. <laughs> that's why it is. <laughs> Also in this movie, I feel that like Dan Aykroyd was seriously underutilized. Yeah, right? his, uh, his... <laughs> I, I would have I, I liked to see his adventures <laughs> of plotting the plane to pick up Indy and using that accent that he had. Is there a reason it was Dan Aykroyd? Probably because like, Spielberg was in, because he was in Blues Brothers, so he's like... Yeah, it's a prequel to Blues Brothers. Double Doom is a prequel to Blues Brothers. How about that bridge finale? <laughs> I like how they're all like, yeah, go ahead. You have nowhere to go. And then, like, all of a sudden they get really scared when he just cuts the rope. They're like, yeah, I guess they can figure it out. Plus the alligators. Pretty menacing. Pretty menacing. You know how they're menacing? Because they kept showing them. <laughs> it was like the same shot. It was, yeah, they made sure to cut away to the alligators. Like, oh, yeah, the alligators. <laughs> <laughs> if the fall doesn't kill you. It's like, it's like, in, it's like in that Simpsons episode where Bart Simpson, like, he, he's on, he's running away from Sideshow Bob and he's on the, he's on the houseboat. 
Yeah. Like he once he runs to one side, there's alligators. He runs the other side, there's electric eels. And he runs back to the other side, there's alligators again. He's like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it has a pretty capital scene where Indiana Jones has to press those boobies on the statue in order to get into the secret Temple of Doom area, which leads also to that crazy spike bit thing, which is. An amazing scene with insects and Willie screaming and short round touching too many things in an area. <laughs> hey man, Indy told him to go stand at the wall and he did what Indy said. That's <laughs> what you said, Indy. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, there's a the great line of "We are going to die," and I, I just love that line. Yeah. It's his it's delivery and the fact that it's like a shot of it's like a shot of his mouth while he said yeah. it. It's just really it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. hmm. All right, uh, final thoughts on Temple of Doom before we move on. I think it's good, but um, not as good as the others, but better than people who give it credit. Be- people don't give it enough credit, but it's still not as good as um, Raiders or Crusade. Okay, the next film in the Indiana Jones series is, of course, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Nazis. I hate these guys. Our situation has not improved. In his search for the Holy Grail. Kiss me. Are you crazy? Don't go between them! Go between them! Are you crazy? Where's my father? In the belly of that steel beast. Dad! Junior! You call this archaeology? The quest for the grail is not archaeology. It's a race against evil. Germany has declared war on the Jones boys. Those people are trying to kill us. I know, Dad! It's a new experience for me. Happens to me all the time. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Have the adventure of your life. Keeping up with the Joneses. That should have been some of the trailer for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. This This film... Is the third, of course, the third in the franchise. It takes place after Raiders and Temple of Doom. Um, it's closer to World War II time. More Nazis are back, basically, and better than ever, or something. And uh, this time, Indiana Jones is in search of the Holy Grail, not necessarily by choice, but more mainly because his father was apparently tasked with find, helping to find the Grail and has gone missing. So Indiana Jones is trying to find his father, which leads him on the trail for the Holy Grail, and of course, lots of Alice and Duty related hijinks and Sue. So, Alan, Glass Crusade, where, where are we coming down on it? I and it was, this is my first Indiana Jones movie, that, Indiana Jones movie that I saw. Um, I just we just never my my family wasn't really into Raiders and stuff. <laughs> no, we really like Star Wars, um, but I just never. This is the first thing I remember watching because I was really I was really young, and then I saw it in the theater with my brothers and stuff, and I really liked it. Um, so this is my first introduction to everything and I thought it was really fun. And then I, re- I recently rewatched it like a year ago and I, I love it. I still really like it. I, I like the banter between Harrison Ford and Sean Connery and the fact that the Nazis are back and I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I really like it cause it kind of came cause then upon watching Raiders, I ended up liking last crusade more. Because I kind of liked how much they kind of called back to the first one. Because it's essentially just a Mad Libs of the first movie. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's awesome. And then, you know, Harrison Ford sees Hitler. And that's amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, they're right there. And he didn't do anything. Gets an autograph, too. And, yeah. Indiana Jones is a pussy. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> he could have really stopped not. World War Two. Yep, like, that's he that's he could have yeah. done a lot. He could have done a lot. Um, but I, I just really, really dug it. I liked a lot of the chase. I liked the chase sequences with um, with uh, senior and junior, and then seniors in the the sidecar. I thought that was really cool. Uh, not, last... not impressive his son at all. He's not. He's like whatever. You're... <laughs> when you when you looks like he throws a punch, it looks like he's like an eighty year old man. It's just. Harrison Ford punches are really funny to me because it looks like a drunk 80-year-old man. Just, like, kind of pushing everything through and just almost looks like he stumbles. I love indie punches. It's just like they're just... They're, they're over their life. It's just so funny because he throws it and, like, he's not committing... It just, it's just funny. It makes me. a great sound, though. Every Ben Burt yeah. sounds... Meat slappers. Like, I love that. Harrison Ford punches in Indiana Jones are like Sylvester Stallone running in Expendables. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I really, I really liked the third one a lot. Uh, one of my favorite sequences was um, when towards the end or at the climax, where Indiana Jones is going through the last kind of trials, and then Harrison, um, then Sean Connery is kind of spewing out the dialogue and kind of giving a play by play. I don't know, like that little interchange right at the end. I really liked that. I just thought it was really cool. Um, but that's from the last time I saw it, and I was a big fan. You know, for the longest time, I thought this was the first film of the, of the series when I was really young. Um, like so, until I was like ten, I thought it went Last Crusade, um, then Raiders, and then Temple of Doom. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's great now. That's my um, <laughs> Now, now that I know what order they're in, no, because my dad used to always watch this movie constantly. I was like, oh, this is the first movie, and I assume that. Sean Connery just died, and that's why it didn't have him in the other films. So, um, uh, once again, I haven't seen this since like 2004, or something like that. But no, it's it's very thrilling. Um, I the, is, okay, is there a big chase at the end? There's not, right? It's just, it's just big, him going through all yeah. the, the the mazes, the right? Scene. Well, before before the him going through all the, the huge tank trials, there's a huge the huge tank chase, yeah. And then before that is them chasing. Chase. Then they get chased in um, Venice. That's yeah. That's towards the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Yeah. They ride off into the sunset at the end. Yeah. Right. 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 But no, yeah, I, I I like it a lot. It's a it's my second favorite in the series. Yeah, uh, it's another one I agree with just about everything. Second favorite in the series, like real close to the first one. Uh, very much a Mad Libs, and that's what I really liked about it. Actually, it's one of those. That's what I like in a sequel. I I just kind of want more of the same. It's, oh, you must have loved Hangover too. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I liked uh, they travel a lot of places, which I thought was really cool. Had a real like where in the world is Carmen Sandiego kind of vibe going on, and uh, Return of the Nazis was great. So yeah. Uh, this is actually one of the films that I hadn't seen as much. I remember. Um... I was talking to Aaron previously, and I was like, I don't remember anything Sean Connery says in this movie. Not even that memorable, you know, fire scene where they're tied together. But um, I, because of that, it's it's not that it takes away from it, but it's just because I haven't seen it as much that I don't reflect that well upon it. Not to say that it's not a good movie, but um, yeah. So it's one of those things where I did like it, but the uh, <laughs> seeing it as like a, a 26-year-old, the old man banter, between uh, you know Indy and or Indy Senior and uh, his buddy Marcus, it's <laughs> they're so inept, <laughs> they're so ridiculous <laughs> that it's a it's almost like a comedy within itself, and I like that about it. But at the same time, I was thinking to myself, man, could they get into any more trouble? So yeah, good for <laughs> them, I guess. Bucket list, pre-bucket list. Now I say this while also saying Last Crusade is a great movie. It's a fantastic film. 
it's a classic. It does a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's super enjoyable to watch. I feel like you're about to say something that's going to offend me. No, but I just have like I have quibbles with it that make make Raiders clearly like, clearly my favorite movie and like that just seemed the best of the bunch. Like Glass Crusade, it plays it very safe. Like it's a very safe movie. Like it doesn't it doesn't take any chances in the same way that like, that Temple of Doom did. Where it I just, can't fault Spielberg for wanting to use protection. <laughs> it 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 goes back. Yeah, it's, it feels like yeah, Mad Lou's Raiders, where it's just you know the same movie but slightly different, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I, I it would have been nice to see some more ambition in a movie like that in in this movie. But I guess adding you know Sean Connery's not you know a bad idea either, and like he's fantastic in it. It it also does. The way Sala and Brody are in this movie, they're kind of they're like way more bumbling than they are in the first in the yes. first movie, and that kind of bothers me, especially with like with like Marcus Brody, who's like he went from being this respected college associate or music like he owns the museum, I guess that Indiana Jones like sells all his you know things that he finds to, and now he's like this guy who's just like a goofball and. Indiana Jones has that great monologue where, where he says, like, the hell you will. He's got a two-day head start. <laughs> yeah. That's more than you need. He knows <laughs> he knows people from here to Sudan. He speaks a dozen different languages. He knows, he knows all their customs. Like customs. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll disappear. You'll never find him. If any luck, he's got the grill already. And then just cuts to him. Does anyone know it? Like, it's, just, it's, it's like a hilarious <laughs> monologue. But, it, like, it seems like it undermines everything that Marcus Brody, like, represents what he's supposed to be. And... It it kind of like bugs me. You get to the scene where yeah, where Abe, where like they're like Henry, Henry Jones Senior and Marcus meet in the tank, and he like gives them like they give like their like secret exchange or whatever they have, and it's like what is this? Plants <laughs> 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 right down the tube, like <laughs> right after they say hello. Yeah, and the same the same with Sala. He's kind of like he's he's more like. He seems like way more like festive and like it's nice. It's Sala's back, but it's like hey, oh, oh, it's just kind of. It's all over the place. Like, it's certainly the funniest movie, and it seems like it's very much trying to be that movie as opposed to – it doesn't need to be like a really serious Indiana Jones movie, but it does, it is, it's more lighthearted, and it kind of to, – to me, it makes it pale a slight bit compared to Raiders, which I just think is perfect. Yeah, I think that slapstick stuff is uh, – I mean, it, it, it adds to it because it's Indy's dad, but at the same time, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, yeah, they don't really go on – "Quote unquote," a, a memorable adventure as the Ark, or you know, freeing a bunch of children. Um, it's kind of. I don't know about a, that. They find the Holy Grail, eh? I mean, yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not it's, gonna, it's, let's not kid ourselves here. Wait, it's not a. It, I didn't just find, or I, just, I guess I just didn't find it as as engrossing as as the other two films. Well, I think it, uh, I, I'll go out on the limb. I'll, I think it's my favorite indie film, more so than Raiders. I also didn't see Raiders till I was like twenty something. God, Jesus Christ! Yeah, it was bad. I was bad. Oh, I slap. I know, no, I know. I just no, no, no. The slap at Aaron. It's like what Henry Jones or Henry Jones Senior does to his son. That's for you. Yeah, for you're supposed to That's for Blast. I watched it until it came out on a DVD. Oh, that was yeah. the first time I saw Raiders. Oh. Because I was putting off, there's certain movies that I won't watch unless I want to watch the first time on a big screen. And I just kind of said, like, I found, like, a screening of Raiders, like, a couple weeks before the DVD came out. So I went to that, and that was the first time I saw it. Um, And I liked it a lot, but honestly, I don't know what you guys talked about earlier because I jumped in late. But there's a lot of little things in that movie that I thought was really funny. There's a lot of stuff that builds up, and I really like it. But, like, the fact that he survived the submarine journey through the Mediterranean, I think, was kind of weird. Uh, I don't know why. Get over it. Submarine. 
What's that? He got in the submarine. How did he get into the submarine? Yeah, they kind of allude to the idea that he just held on to the side, because he's, like, soaking wet, and he's just there. And they never show him get inside the submarine. Wait, 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 wait. I'd assume that, like, I mean, he's not going to hang out inside the submarine while they dock. He probably got out beforehand. But the cut is really weird. But the cut is like <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's it's just as weird as the cut from the Ark being Mary and the Ark and Indy being alone, and then all of a sudden they're in Washington D.C. <laughs> yeah, I re- actually really like I really like Raiders a lot because um, I think it I just think it's a really fun movie. But I just I think because I'm nostalgic towards Last Crusade, I just like it more, and I kind of like the father son relationships. I just I'm a sucker for that stuff, and it's the Holy Grail, and there's a hot Nazi chick. The world's yeah, different, hotter, buddy. Oh, What's I, that? That's that's up for debate. I would say. I don't know. What? You're more I mean, of a freckles guy. I like Marion. Marion more than. <laughs> you know what Marion doesn't do? She doesn't <laughs> kick the Grail into the center of the crack in the middle of the room. That's what you don't do. She's a Nazi, and that's the least of my concerns. <laughs> She 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 ruins it for everybody. She goes. She gets crazy eyes, and she's like, "Come on, Indy, we got it!" And then she like runs across the room. It's like, Elsa, don't do that. The knight gave us one thing to do. One thing to do. Yeah. Not cross the seal. I'm going to cross the seal. Not only does she cross the seal, she drops the grail, and then she kicks the grail into the center of the earth. Like, what's going on, Elsa? Worst Nazi ever. Well, she got, she got her due justice. But what I liked about that, too, is also there's like a, a freaking Templar knight is like, he's there, <laughs> still guarding the grail after like thousands of years. Like, seriously, couldn't they have brought him a book or something? He had a book. He had one book. Yeah, he, was, he kept reading it. <laughs> yeah. the, the Holy Bibli. Yeah. Well, I rationalized it as, you know, taking the oath of being the protector. They probably took away all desires for food, water, and pleasure and everything else. So he's just there chilling. He's a Jedi. Yeah. Oh, he's even got the sword. No strength to use it. <laughs> I ended up laughing really hard when I watched that again, and he just takes the one swing and falls over. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> You're just like, oh man, here it comes. It's going to be some, like, knight of God. And then he's like, oh, I'm done. That's all I got. It has wait like 700 a... years. Yeah, it's like Homer fighting Dredder and Tatum. I've only got one shot. Yeah. I think uh, I think Last Crusade has the weakest villain of the four, also. They're Nazis. The, uh, the, the museum collector dude? The, yeah, just... What's his name? Um, uh, like Donovan. 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 Yeah. And uh, it, it, he does nothing for me. He's not. He's not. He's not menacing. He's not like. Doesn't seem really smart. He didn't figure anything out. He's just kind of like, yeah, all right. I'm, I'm the bad guy. He's like a schmarmy '80s villain, but in the '40s. He very is. Yeah, he really is. Like, he's no Belloc. He's not. He's not as cool. He's not as like strangely intimidating as crazy bald guy in Temple of Doom, and even Kate Blanchett does, like, she's at least doing something in that movie, like... I am terrified of her bangs. Yeah, yeah there you go. They're so perfect. They're communist yeah. bangs. Like, Donovan's just a dick that shot Sean Connery, like, I don't want to deal with this guy. But he's a traitor, so you're supposed to hate him more. But he was also a pop singer in the 60s. <laughs> also why you should hate him more. Is that true? He was a pop singer in the 60s? There was a pop singer Don- in the 60s named Donovan. Oh, okay. <laughs> Abe. Mellow Yellow? <laughs> uh... You fool. Serious. <laughs> 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 Beautiful fool. How about that opening sequence of Red Phoenix? Pretty, that was cool. Pretty cool and convenient, yeah. I, I didn't I mean, know that Red Phoenix was in this film, and then uh, I can see why uh, he's afraid of snakes, because that, that viper that comes out of the water, yeah, even though it was... And the, and, the, and the old snake around the testicles, that probably didn't help either. Yeah. <laughs> 
But, uh, yeah. he's yeah. And he's grown up so well. I just saw him in the Master the other day. Shut up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that cleft lip. <laughs> yeah, I actually like that sequence a lot. Actually, when I was watching it, um, I was like, wow, that guy dresses a lot like the future Indiana Jones. I was like, oh, I see what That's you That's right. <laughs> oh, white bulb. Isn't it yeah. that that it's like not someone more famous that played like that guy, like Kyle Chandler in the remake? I would I would easily say that, yeah. But like, what what doesn't it seem like there should be like someone like really important like as a cameo in that role, and it's just not. It's just some random white dude, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean because he kind of plays a, a central pivotal. role. He plays a pivotal role in Indiana Jones's life, and it's his like life. just some guy you don't know. I mean, he, he gives him the hat, and he also gives him the words of advice at the end. It's like you know, you didn't win today. But yeah, whatever else. I'm gonna keep up playing Devil's Advocate, by the but way. But you don't it's have a, to it's like. A, it. It's a really convenient backstory that everything about Indiana Jones is established in about ten minutes. But it's fun. I know it's fun, but it's like he's on the train. It's, it's, it's a circus train. He gets a scar. He gets his With the magic box, and I was like, oh my god, that's a cool. He gets a trick. We we see his use of all that trademark magic that he's always doing throughout the series. As far as I'm concerned, he just peaked at that moment, and I think from then on, he just tried to recapture it. And I love how this movie has established like a, a, a good fat friend. Oh, Porkins? Porkins. <laughs> <laughs> super, super late to the party. Hold on, guys. I just spilled honey all over my knees. <laughs> like blowing the horn. like <laughs> Straight in his face. <laughs> he's a Boy Scout. Uh... Do you think he's related to the fat kid from Paranorman? I, I, you know, because I just watched Paranorman on Friday, and then I saw it in theaters uh, last Crusade yesterday. So I'm like, it does remind me exactly of that kid from Paranorman. They both have good hearts, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> it looks like Thurman Merman from Bad Santa. Boom, that's better. It's like <laughs> Thurman Merman from Bad Santa. <laughs> oh, that was good. Okay, the uh, force protect the force perspective thing with the, at the very end that always throws me every time I watch it. Oh yes, oh, yeah. Uh, the leap of faith part, yeah. The leap of faith. Like, it's such a weird shot to me, but I guess it makes sense. But every time I see it, I'm like, that's weird, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like that doesn't work. <laughs> like, it would be better if they just said it was an invisible bridge. Or a rainbow one. Thor would have been proud of that. He would have been proud of that. Also, Penitent Man, he, he has to kneel, and then is he supposed to roll? Because he does roll. Yeah, yeah. Is there, yeah, he does a roll. Is there is there a part that says roll after penitence? I've never seen anyone pray like that. So. You never see that? That never happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Greg, you gotta go to church with me. I do not go to church enough. <laughs> Crazy Cirque du Soleil church going on. Oh, you have you no way. To, you either go to church with Alan or you go to church with, like, the Boondock Saints. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the Catholic Soleil. It's nice. Catholic Soleil. <laughs> the tank chase in this movie is pretty awesome. Yeah, I it's also, it it's like, 45 minutes long? It feels incredibly long. It's like a huge part of the movie. Not a bad thing. It, almost, it felt almost as long as the Born Legacy chase at the end of that movie. Okay. It, uh, it continues the whole rough and tumble thing that I really like about the these early, in, the, the first three Indiana Jones movies as a whole, where it's just like, it's down and dirty and with it. You, you know, like you're in the frame with these actors going through like really cool stunts, like, you know, guys hanging off the sides of tanks as it's crashing into a wall. Or, you know, jumping off a horse onto a moving vehicle. It's just really cool and just really well-filmed and, like, coherent action that's awesome to watch repeatedly. It's it's a really solid scene. And it does, like, of the things that it tries to do better than Raiders, like, it, 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 it does a good job of getting up there with the truck chase for me of being, like, a really cool action sequence that applies, like, a lot of different things. A tank, a horse, cars, 
Sean Connery. Sean Connery. The things you like in chase sequences. And it's really goofy too, because like the the driver of the tank, he's he's got those weird glasses, and he doesn't really look like a soldier, like an SS soldier. And then the other. Well, guy no, he's like, one of the men from Alexandret or whatever country they're in. Like, oh, okay, I see. I because you had that whole incredibly necessary scene where Donovan has to bribe like the the, the Sultan or whatever. Sultan. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, he could have just walked in with the Nazi army and just yeah. said, "No, we're doing this." Like, yeah, there's li- there's literally no there's no reason for that scene except for the fact they have to show that like the secret guy that like is on the side of the Grail is like still following them. So you have like this entire five minute scene where Donovan has to bribe the guy with a Rolls Royce instead of the jewels that he brought for him. Just so you can get to that one shot where you have the guy with the fez look over and be like, oh, he's on their trail. Like that's why that scene's in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Zero to 100 kilometers per hour in 12.6 seconds. <laughs> and I already like the color. <laughs> but uh, no, about that too, is like, I, I actually like the part where Sean Connery blows up the, the, the convoy that drives up right next to them. Because you can see, like, dummy bodies flying in the air. And I was like, that's really awesome. That's well done, Spielberg. And then has the, the Indy shoots three guys at once scene, too. Which is yeah. <laughs> and he just stares at the gun like, really? <laughs> you got to use more German Lugers, apparently. That was pretty awesome. It's also where he saves his dad with the whip, who's on the uh, treads. Yeah. And he's just getting punched in the kidneys, like, repeatedly. Yeah, it was really painful. <laughs> like, Indy's like, taking a oh, beat, man. <laughs> Like, just roll off to the side, old man. But it's like... okay, because that, that Nazi dies a horrible, horrible death. <laughs> the person that probably dies the worst death in that movie is the one where, like, the Jeep, like, gets launched onto the tank, and then the tank has to blow the Jeep off of it. Because yeah, it's like, yeah. a, there's a guy presumably sitting in that Jeep. And so, like, like, guy trying to reach and they show him trying to get out, and then actually it's blowing the Jeep off the tank. <laughs> that Venice boat chase is pretty cool, too. Right? When they're getting sucked into the uh, propeller. Yeah. It's interrogating Which is him. a really cool scene. Like, the, the, you see the propeller, like, it's all one shot, and you see, like, the actors involved, and there's literally yeah. a boat propeller chopping up the boat. Shredding it. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's like, that's a really well-filmed scene. Like, it's actually happening on screen in front of you. It's really cool. I'll say this earlier, because um, I think Last Crusade, between all four movies, I think Last Crusade is, like, the best transfer, the best new, like, the best remaster of the film. Like, it looks the best. It looked the cleanest. It looked really good throughout, like, all the... Even with like the various, you know, because it's like early, like early CG kind of stuff coming in, like it, it looked really good, like throughout the movie, like there's, it was felt very consistent. The, the image was always clean. It was very, you know, it's just a really good looking movie, like in general. And they're all like, they all really good. They all look really good, but I feel like Last Crusade stood out as like the best looking one to me. Okay, so then yeah, let's talk about Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. This ain't gonna be easy. As easy as it used to be. Damn, I thought that was closer. So that should have been some of the trailer for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. This movie, of course, takes place well into the 50s. Magic Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Thank you. This movie takes place, of course, well into the 50s. And we find Indiana Jones much older, but still up to his old antics of getting caught and beat up by people. But um, he's uh, he's being 
forced by the Soviets to kind of locate an alien type thing, and he does, and then he escapes that, but then he still needs to be in the same search because a young man named Mutt Williams comes looking for him, telling him that one of his old professor friends is gone missing, and he needs to look for what he was on the trail of, which appear to be some kind of crystal skull-like things, which makes him and Indy travel to South America in search of these crystal skulls, and they're missing a professor friend, and other familiar characters arrive as well, and monkey swinging hijinks ensue. So, Abe, where did you think about the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? You know, uh, again, I think this is just a buy-in point for me, and at that point, I was thinking to myself, yes, I will buy in, and because of that, it's it's entertaining. It's not what you would consider to be an Indiana Jones movie, I don't think, and because of that, I don't really know if it was really necessary to be made. I don't really remember what the clamor was about them wanting to make the fourth one. It's entertaining to some degree, but it's it's really not one that I would consider to be part of the franchise. And there are some cool scenes in it. You know, I, I don't really think of it as uh, one of the, the Indie Jones movies that I recall as a child. Greg? Uh, yeah, I, in my last watch through of all the movies, I think I liked it more than Temple of Doom. But it, it gets pretty rough at the end there. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's really rough at the end forgot how bad it really got at the end like it's bad at the end like bad anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and i mean i i don't like shia as a person so that makes it a little tough it tries to be an indiana jones movie but you can tell it's trying you know it's like it's like oh this was in the other movies we gotta show it like in some way like the way they do shadows and things like that just Seemed a little forced. It wasn't just like, it wasn't because indie would have done it. It was because an indie movie would have done it. But yeah, like Abe, I mean, it was enjoyable. And if you can get past the uh, refrigerator, then it's good until the end, which is bad. <laughs> it's just, it's just bad. Alan. Oh, I've never seen it. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> it was whatever. <laughs> I didn't expect a lot from it. The fact that it took forever to be made and the fact that I didn't have any faith in Lucas after the prequels. I I just it's I know it's gonna be bad. It wasn't what I liked. Like I have nothing against Shia. Actually, I, it makes sense some of the things they did. I kind of get it. Um, <laughs> and the refrigerator thing was kind of lame. Um, the prairie dog thing I think was kind of lame in the beginning because it just it was they, just they play the rule of three with it too so they they make sure that we get all we need out of the prairie dogs in that movie. yeah and i, feel that's I, didn't, still like, I didn't i didn't like the cold opening really like I, like i just didn't because the, the thing with racing? raiders that i really liked what's that the speed racing stuff they just mean like the entire cold open like everything yeah. racing the army yeah i just trucks. like like every cold opening you always set up indie to be really strong and kind of cool, and he has a cool way of entering a building. Um, with this one, it was more... He, he's in the back of a truck with some dude. <laughs> and it just made it seem weak, and I just didn't I didn't necessarily like it. Like, even in Raiders, the reason you like Indiana Jones so much is because he's failing in everything. But he's still doing it as hard as he can, and he's always... You, like, you root for him so much towards the end of the film that because he's consistently failed at things. Like, he didn't, he got the thing stolen from Belloc in the beginning. Then he managed to get Marion stolen. Then, like, they found the Ark, but then the Ark was taken from them. But towards the end, you're just rooting for him because you want to see the guy win. And in Indiana Jones and the Magic Kingdom, um, it just wasn't, just <laughs> like, he came out, and then he was double-crossed, then double-crossed again. And I just I just don't think Indy would have 
I don't think Indy would have put himself through all that, even 20 years later. So I just think they made him look really weak, and I just kind of was like, oh, it's going to be one of, okay, fine. It's just, it's it's essentially they did a remake of it with the original cast and crew, and it just wasn't working for me. You know what I mean? Jordan? Um, I, I don't mind it at all. It has more in common with the Mummy movies than it does with Indiana Jones. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, it's fun, I, I feel. It's, it's a fun movie, but unlike the other three Indiana Jones films, like, there's no sense of danger. Um, yes. It, 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 yeah. it is like um, a, a, a big attraction ride. Like, yeah, it's a lot of fun, but, you know, you know you, you're going to make it out alive. Um, it's it's not really like transcendent like like the other films were, and, and you know the the CGI is kind of shady here and there. And Shia, not the biggest fan, but yeah, I, I I still enjoy. I love a uh, uh, John Hurt in it, and it's always fun to see Ray Winston uh, in a film, and even a uh, Jim Broadbent um, does a lot with his few seconds of, of screen time. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I really have no, no problem with it. Um, I, it's, it's fun. It's, it's fine by, by my standards. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, this movie, I remember the lead up to this movie, or like the lead up to like making this movie, and they kept saying, "We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it." And I was like, "I don't care. Just don't do it." And then it eventually happened. So like, I already wasn't. I. I, I didn't, like, have huge expectations. I wasn't, like, thinking, like, oh, man, I'm going to be super excited about this. At the same time, I wasn't thinking, oh, man, I'm going to hate this movie no matter what. I was just like, all right, it exists. Let's do this. Let's at least try to have some fun. And I walked out of it thinking it's it 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 does that okay. It doesn't do that very well. I'll start with – it opens well. I really like the opening. I like the I like everything up to the fridge a lot. Like, I like the – the fridge makes sense to me. That's just Indiana Jones. Like, this is, this is the same series that has, you know, him surviving boulders chasing him and falling out of airplanes using a life raft. I don't mind the idea of Indiana Jones ex- surviving a nuclear explosion through a, with a refrigerator. It says lead line, guys. I mean, it said lead line on it, right? So, yeah, that's why – that's where the buy-in is. There you like, go. The, I, I bought yeah. it. But uh, – so you get to that, and even like – and I like – I don't mind. I like shy. Like I don't. I am. I. I mean, regardless of like him in real life now, like and in 2008, Shia LaBeouf was like on top of the world. He'd had this and Transformers come out in, like within the same month, like within two months of each other. Like good for him. He's doing his franchise thing, and it makes sense for a movie like this where Indiana Jones is old. Now you're incorporating, you know, you need a a sidekick character, and he's like a hot commodity at the time. Like that makes sense to me. It makes a lot of this movie makes sense to me in terms of what they wanted to do. The execution I have problems with, but. I know I I no problem with the idea of putting in Shia LaBeouf as his, you know, his son. That makes that made sense to me. Now, I like and I like the early stuff of him. I like the the motorcycle chase scene. I think that's the best action in the movie actually. That that whole chase sequence cuz it's fun and you see the actors involved in it and it looks good. My where the the movie goes downhill is there's a lot of like plot complication that doesn't need to like it seems like this plot's really confusing in this movie. And I don't know why. Like I feel like there's a lot of stuff going on with the John Hurt character that I just don't understand. Like, every time I watch it, and I've watched it a whole three times now because I can't seem to watch it often because I get really bored by it. But it's – there's so much, like, indie exposition going on in South America while he's, like, just talking to Shia LaBeouf about, like, elongated skulls and the ox must have been here and he found this. And I just, like – I'm never, like, into the story enough because it just – it honestly isn't that much fun to me. Like, it's not – it doesn't have a – 
a good sense of pace like the other three do. Like the other three flew by to me. This one feels like a chore to watch after I get past like the basically after they travel by map the first time. I'm just kind of like, okay, now I'm in South America and uh, they travel by map. So they, yeah, that's no. how he rolls in the series. He travels by map. <laughs> best way to travel yeah it is or to the muppets and so i so i just get bored watching it and like and then it gets to i'm supposed to like think that the giant jungle chase scenes like the highlight of the movie but honestly i don't i don't like that scene very much at all it's way too clean it's way too cg it doesn't feel real at all it just feels like there are a bunch of people on green screens and they just did all this stuff in there it doesn't feel it doesn't have that rough and tumble thing that i've been mentioning throughout the other ones it doesn't feel like indiana jones is involved in the danger and that becomes a prejudice for me. I think um, Yanis Kaminsky, who's taken over as cinematographer from Douglas Sockholm, he failed. He failed for me, and that that that's my real biggest issue with this movie. It doesn't look very good. It looks way too clean. Yeah. And freaking yeah, pro- I agree with that. Producer Frank Marshall was all like, "Oh, we're making it old school, just like we made the first indie movies," and he is a liar. He lied to me. <laughs> that's why. That's why I come down. That's where I come down with this movie because Frank Marshall's a liar. He said that Indiana Jones, the Crystal and Skull, was going to look great just like the other three did, and it doesn't. It looks like this weird CGI fest that George Lucas is like, hey, who needs miniatures? We can do this, guys. And, like, that happened, and now it just looks like a really bland movie that comes out of the Mummy universe, like the spinoff Mummy. It, com- it comes after Sc- Scorpion King. Like, this doesn't look like a good movie. I think that uh, Greg said it best, which is, like, they're doing a lot of indie stuff that he would do. Yeah, they are trying to make, like, an indie movie, but it wasn't fueled by, like, the character. The, yeah, it didn't fuel, by, like, like a natural movie. indie progression. It was just like, oh, yeah, we'll just throw in a bunch of stuff that indie used to do, and so you guys can like it. And, you know, box office-wise, it pretty much smashed a lot of the box office stuff, but it just wasn't really that, uh, just wasn't that, you know, indie. And, uh... I'm not I'm not huge on Shy either, so I think that kind of added to it. And also the fact that that Indiana Jones would settle down and get married, I was not down with that at all. What is Shy yeah, bad in this movie? What, what does Shy do that's bad in this movie, though? Overall, I just don't. I, I'm not really huge on Shy in general. He throws a snake as a rope. <laughs> Who throws a snake as a rope? Well, like in 2008, <laughs> when you first see this movie, do you have something against Shy? Stupid face. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. It's just that, it, like, he had done anything. Like, just, the, only, the only thing he did was well, basically good movies. It holes, right? Like, he did, like, he... even Steven. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like he was coming off a wave of good things at the time in 2008. He did, like, Disturbia, which was a pretty decent hit. I'm the, I'm the one person that hates Disturbia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never seen it, but people didn't like it. You don't need to watch it. Um, but. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, we already did talk about Shy. I could talk more about how much I don't care for John Hurt and Ray Winstone, even though Jordan loves him. I really want to hear this Ray Winstone thing. Ray Winstone makes no sense in this movie. He, there is no reason for his character to exist in this movie. All it does is drag the movie down with his boring, am I a double agent indie? Jonesy, what am I doing here? Like, it's like why? Go away. Go away, Ray Winstone. <laughs> Tighten up the pace in this movie. Get rid of this boring Ray Winstone plot. Let's just see more of, like, of evil Kate Blanchett, like, badassing it with her freaking rapier and evil bangs that terrify Alan to no extent. Like, I don't like bangs to begin with, but those are communist bangs. This warehouse is where you and your government have hidden all of your secrets, yes? This is a military warehouse. I've never been here before in my life. Object we seek. Rectangular storage container. Dimensions 2 meters by 1 half meter by 66 centimeters. Contents of box... Mummified remains. This is no doubt familiar to you. 
What makes you think I've got any idea what box you're talking about? Because ten years ago, you were part of the team that examined it. Look, even if I knew what you were talking about. You will help us find it. Communist bangs, the word, that's the <laughs> band name that I created. They're the Red Menace. <laughs> that's one of their songs. Uh, <laughs> the other's potato vodka. John Hurt waving around his magic stick and acting like a fool. It, <laughs> these things... He can wave around his magic stick all day long. <laughs> it's fine. And then Karen Allen comes back in, and regardless of how many adorable freckles she still has, I, the where the movie like stops for me dead, where the movie just drops off, where I'm like, I don't care anymore, is when she drives off that cliff and they like just ram into the tree. I'm done. I'm done with the movie at that point. Like, like if I like, were were I to watch Crystal Skull again, I would like that's where I'd stop the movie. It just like they died. Movie they, over. They died. The <laughs> end. I mean, they drive. She drives off a cliff, and then they like have to go down the waterfall three times. It's like, oh, I don't. Each one larger than the last. Exactly, and yeah, there's no like, like uh, Alan, you were saying, like, there's no sense of danger in this movie. Like, I, it just uh, there's nothing that makes. Me... I didn't say that. We said there's, there's no sense of danger. Oh, I did. Yeah, there's no sense of danger in this movie. Like, if characters are purposely going off of waterfalls, I feel like I should probably feel for them or like be engaged in this. And I'm not, I don't, I don't care about these things at all. It just feels like, oh, okay, that was a really weird decision to go with, but there you go, I guess. Yeah. All the action in this movie just got a little too big. Like, I mean, like you said, the motorcycle scene is the best action because it's still kind of tight and it's slow and it's tight corners and you see it, them. And it's fun. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, and you have that old, like they slide in the library and like, yeah, to casually ask them a question it's like it's like fun and really pulpy and stuff and it it feels like the tone just feels right in that in that area and then it just kind of goes off from there well i mean the the exchange leading up to that you know scene with the agents is really fun too where they're sitting at the bar shy you know grabs the beer you know yeah. it's a back gun and then the, the greasers versus like the preps yeah, yeah it, it i take, love how that fight breaks out it takes yeah. advantage of the 50 setting which is the same thing that the whole nuclear stuff does too like i i like that stuff where it's dealing with the the time period that we're set in as opposed to the rest of the movie where it just kind of goes back to being like bland adventure movie i mean i don't feel it's that bland but how there's so many indie indiana jones lectures in this movie in south america like where we just stop and have indy talk about another tribe or something that's just boring i just don't care about this plot at all See, like i kind of like that because it has like indy being a detective it does but you're right it, it was just way too much and i no, agree like, it, it didn't has, make sense yeah it has that stuff and that stuff that i would have looked forward to in a movie that had it i mean where you're again, telling us something interesting he's telling us something interesting yeah and it, it's just not interesting it just feels like an old man lecturing you and it, it's not it doesn't have that same feel as something like raiders or it, it feels like it's being hampered by the fact that it has come 12 or what, whatever well how many years 2008 1989. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like completely stopped dead because I couldn't do the math just then. But it it comes such a length after the the preceding movies that it's like it it, it feel like if this movie came out in the 90s as opposed to 2008, maybe there would have it, it would have felt like better. But it doesn't feel like it naturally ascends into this new territory for indie. It, it just feels like it's we're being we're being launched back into this area, but it's not as much fun as it used to be. The one thing I really liked in this movie, though, so like I was saying, how they do a lot of things just to make it be an Indiana Jones movie, but I always like how they do the silhouettes on walls and do the shadows. And there's a scene where 
he's getting interviewed or he's locked up and he's going to get interrogated in that uh, tent yeah. and they make him look at the skull and it's him and it's like casting his big silhouette shadow on the yeah, I know you see like, right at you yeah. and then he's talking inside his own silhouette and I thought that looked really cool I don't know I thought that was a neat little uh, nod to the silhouettes that have been in all the indie movies Okay, did you guys really, like, I know everybody, like, hates it when Shia's swinging on the branches. Oh, I do. It's not the reason. monkey's attack. I mean, it's, it's, it's not the reason I have issues with the movie in general, but, I mean, it just, it doesn't help. It's, but it's, like, it's one of those things that doesn't last very long where it's not enough where, like, it makes me automatically dislike the movie. I don't point to that and be like, this is why this movie is terrible. I, I feel, I, I have more issues with the pacing and the plot complications than, you know, one scene. Involving monkeys. It's my favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> it like I already I wasn't liking that chase scene as a whole, so that just like didn't help. I know for me it's just kind of weird because it's one of the examples where they have Shia doing a bunch of action. When in an Indiana Jones movie, I want to see Indy doing the action. You know, like Shia is the one doing the sword fight, swinging through the trees. He's oh, the that driving. was ridiculous. Yeah, like, oh, sword fight. Classes. Oh, well, that's gonna happen later. So yeah. Interdimensional beings, huh? That made sense. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind that there were aliens involved. <laughs> I mean, I think George Lucas always wanted to do something with aliens, and he finally got his chance. Alan, they weren't aliens. They were in, they were interdimensional beings. They made it quite clear. They said it several <laughs> times. John, oh, John, oh. John Hurt literally corrects him. He says, "Actually, they're interdimensional beings." That's well, when he stopped. Also, and that, then after that, John Hurt was also like, also at the bottom of that bridge, they're alligators. Watch, watch out. <laughs> oh yeah, they're alligators down there. See, I feel like. It should have been, like, yeah, they could have been aliens, but they should have left that kind of open. Like, it was gods, and maybe the gods were aliens. But, like, halfway through this movie, they tell you. They just say, it's aliens. Saucerman from Mars. Yeah, exactly. Let me ask you something. If it would have been released, like, this past summer, do you think it would have been, I guess, more well-received than it was five years ago? If you're saying if it came out now, as opposed to yeah. then? I don't think so. No, I... No, I think it probably, I mean, it probably get the same reaction. I think it, if it came out five years earlier, it might have got a better reaction. No, yeah. I feel like if it came out now, I probably wouldn't have seen it. But I saw Crystal Skull when it came out. There would have been less people who were into indie movies that would have still been interested. And then there would have been less backlash. Uh, I'll say this, like, if they do Indy 5, I'll see it. Like, I'm not going to not see an Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably go at midnight and be all gung-ho. Yeah, I'll be all... <laughs> Honestly, with Indiana 5, I'd probably be more excited than it was for Indiana 4. Yeah, I yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> but if they do 5, is Harrison Ford going to be in it? No, just going to be Shia LaBeouf, like we all want. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's clamoring for. <laughs> or all Beast. the tweets. Well, no, because Beast's never doing like mainstream movies again, so you, know, you don't have to worry about it. It's only having sex in other movies now. <laughs> Lars Ventura movie. Yeah, it's just, yeah, just nothing but, yeah, he's just going full dong in movies. And according to Shia Buff, Spielberg doesn't talk to him anymore. Yeah, he's, that's funny. he's stopped returning his calls. Yeah. Spiels, <laughs> Spiels, 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 let's go. Let's go to the Spiels bar. what he said in, in, in an interview. He said that in an interview? Oh, wow. Yeah, he said that Spielberg. They used, used, used to hit the bars together, and now they're not doing that anymore. Oh, man. Well... Man, that's a big connection lost. <laughs> he, still, he still hangs out with Lucas, though. All right. Okay, so moving on, I think we've reached the end of all of these movies, so just to kind of wrap up this series as a whole, what what are your favorite moments? Like, what what is, like, some, like, three favorite moments from each of you that of just the Indiana Jones series as a whole that you, like, think of? Uh, well, the boulder, of course. 
as cliche as it is, the um, time he shoots that swordsman in the market. Damn straight, yeah. I thought that part was really cool. Um, I actually really like the minecart chase from Temple of Doom. Oh, now yeah. we want to talk about the minecart chase, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I just said I like it. It's like it just seems like I can't really say more about it. And then um, I like the whole last sequence with the Templar Knight in Last Crusade. Wow, I picked one from each. Look at that. Because there's only three. Brought it. Yep. So, so I'm going to go with the uh, tearing out of the guy's heart. Uh, the first, my probably favorite scene is the fist fight with the giant German dude on the airfield. Let's talk about stuck. that for a second. Indy's a, favorite thing. Indy's a dirty fighter. Indy, yeah. like, oh, yeah. no bones about it. He's he was overmatched. The guy's like, he could not have won. Like, he, he's like, he's a he's a terrible fighter. Like, he just he, he's like, look, he's throwing dirt in people's eyes. He's making people look the other way so he can knock them when they're not looking. Like, he just he wants to get the job done. Like, that's something I like about Indiana Jones. He's scrappy. He's scrappy, exactly. And even like the beginning of Raiders, when like he went out when Doctor Octopus doesn't give him the whip, he's not gonna just sit there and be like, "What do I do now?" He just jumps. He's like, "This, I'm jumping." He jumps over the damn ravine. It's like, "Yeah, all right, get out of this situation." Like he's he's, he's a scrappy guy. I know. Uh, I guess I have a third. How about I don't know. Gonna have to think about that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm running into a wall with the third too. But the first would be a uh, what I previously mentioned when in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, where he's they're all just digging, the sun is setting, and he has the silhouette shot profile shot that's that's mine as well that's one of mine yeah and then there is a the second one is when Indy gives short round his hat back and then he taps him on the head and then he gets down on his knee and they just hug it out I was like oh that's I always remember that one because it's a tender moment but yeah I'm running into wall with the third yeah the uh, the night at the end of number three when he's uh swinging with the monkeys in number four (laughs) pretty much all the great CG in number four (laughs) The interdimensional beings. <laughs> she gets turned to dust. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, um, Indy, uh, Indiana, Sean Connery saying that, that that's, that's just a good scene. Um, let it go. Junior, give me your other hand. I can't hold on. I can get it. I can almost... Reach it, Dad. Indiana. Indiana. Let it go. Um, any other so silhouette and raiders and then um indy under the truck that scene is awesome to me i mean that's just oh yeah, yeah pure yeah. pulpy awesomeness where he's just he's he's been thrown in front of a truck and he's like well the only solution i have is to climb under the truck while it's driving at high speeds that's just that's awesome i love it i'm gonna go with my third being when the plane finally flies away at the beginning of raiders got the john williams score flying mm-hmm. off over the nice vista tipping its wings that's good I like good way to start the movie yeah, just the theme overall. Yeah, yeah. Another oh yeah, Woods favorite killing it, and like what he does, like he has great. There's great distinctive like qualities to each movie too. Like he has great like um, there's a very distinctive theme for Raiders and for like for the Ark. There's a there's a, like a certain kind of feel for them. There's a theme for the uh, Temple of Doom, and there's a theme for Last Crusade. They all 
he, he managed to like not only incorporate obviously the theme throughout them, but he made each film kind of sound different, which is mm -hmm. it, it, it works. It's awesome. Well, anything goes. Thank you, Abe. <laughs> anything goes. You went with it. All right. Um, okay. So before we finally um, jump off here, I think Abe. I think we have some time. I think that we do have some time for a new special game. I like that jingle. It was a good it's one. Very professional. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. It was. Can I buy that on iTunes? You can. You can buy that on iTunes. It's actually called Mutt Williams Theme. It's a. Uh... Oh yeah, it's on the soundtrack. Oh, I thought you were yeah, yeah. It's on the soundtrack. No, yeah, you don't remember that part of Crystal Skull where they play Mutt Williams? That's already he rides up like it's like the wild one with Marlon Brando, and he's in that 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 xylophone music plays. It's intense. So I have an Indiana Jones quiz for you guys. Looks to be Jim Broadbent. Yep, Jim Broadbent. That's the first answer. So now with the only fourteen questions left. Um, <laughs> all right, so I have a series of questions that I'm going to read that I found. I'll provide the link to this. Well, I don't know why, because you're just going to hear all the questions. So, um, but uh, yeah, you guys just, you know, whoever knows the answer, just chime in immediately. These are, most of these are multiple choice. So let's, let's just go. Who was originally cast to play Indiana Jones? Uh, Tom Selleck. Nick yeah, that Tom guy. Selleck. Jordan nailed it. Which Indie installment was nominated for Best Picture? Raiders. Raiders, correct. Crystal Skull. Thank you. In Temple of Doom, Kate Capshaw's Willie has to eat which exotic dish? And it's multiple choice, but you could probably name one. Probably get it. Snake, snake Surprise. Not Snake Surprise. It just, just, you can go Chilled Monkey Brains. We all know it's Chilled Monkey Brains. Chilled Monkey Brains. Okay. Chilled Monkey Brains. Which were actually a combination of whipped cream, food coloring, and jello. I knew it looked like jello. Well, that's what brains look like. Which film is credited for leading to the creation of the M the PG-13 MPA rating? Double, Double Doom. Double Doom. Who played young Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade? Silver Phoenix. These next ones are timed, so I'm just going to... Just saying. These have 30-second limits on Jesus, this is Jeopardy. Yeah, this is a multiple choice, and I have to read fast. Which of these famous indie quotes was ad-libbed by Harrison Ford? I'm like a bad penny, I always turned up. Snakes, why did it have to be Snakes. I'm allowing you to tag along, so why don't you give your mouth a rest? Okay, doll? It's not the years, honey. It's that the one, mileage. That one. Or Nazis. I hate that these one. guys. Which one? The automobile. Uh, yeah, that one. It's not the years. It's the mileage? Yes. You are correct. Okay. What is Indiana Jones' real name? Henry Scott Jones Jr., Henry William Jones III, Harry Walton Jones Jr., or Henry Walton Jones Jr.? P no, I just said that twice. One's PhD, one's MD. <laughs> PhD. Henry Walton Jones Jr. PhD. Is that the only PhD one? Yeah. No, there's two. Yes. One's Henry no. William Henry Williams Jones Jr. I'll go with Walton. I'll go with Williams. William or Walton? Harrison Ford. Williams. We'll go with Williams. The answer is Henry Walton Jones Jr. That's a stupid name. <laughs> I'm gonna call him HW. HW. <laughs> okay. In Temple of Doom, which of these characters is named after a dog? Indiana, Short Round, Indiana. Willy, or all of the above? Indiana? All of the above. All of the above. What? Don't jump the gun. In Temple of Doom, every character. Short, George Lucas, yeah, Indiana Indiana's named after the dog. Short Round is named after screenwriter William Hyatt's dog, and Willy is named after Steven Spielberg's dog. <laughs> Boom. It's always all of the above if they give you that option. That's why, yeah. It's not true. Here we go. Next one. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Which of these Star Wars references was not in an Indiana Jones movie? Princess Leia's, Princess Leia's gold bikini, Han Solo's vest, R2-D2's head, the Stormtrooper theme music, or Club Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan. Obi 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 okay. 
Thanks, Egg. Thank you, Jordan. Where was the Holy Grail scene in The Last Crusade filmed? New Mexico. Alexandretta, Turkey. Tikrit, Iraq. Petra, Jordan. Or Jerusalem, Israel. Wow, that wasn't even one of them. Um, First one? Turkey? Jerusalem? It is Jordan, Petra. I Jordan got that. I've been there. Okay. These are these are filling the blank. Oh, man. You guys might have a try. Okay. <laughs> How do we even get this? This is this is why I don't do games like this often. Which London hat shop supplied Indiana Jones' original fedora for Raiders? Oh, balls. Um, do you actually know this answer? I did, like, a week ago. I read it. Herbert Johnson. No, I didn't. At Seville Row <laughs> Boutique. Okay. Though Sean Connery played Indy's father, their age difference is actually... Six. Alan says six. Um, I want to say twelve. Eleven. I'll go $1. <laughs> Abe, you said 12, right? Yeah. You are correct. Nailed it. Other than Harrison Ford, who is the only actor to appear in the first three movies? Brody? Brody's not in the second. Brody's not in the second. Odd balls, that's right. Nazis. Kind of. Pat Roach. Pat Roach is the stuntman who played the... He plays kind of the big heavy in all the movies. In all three but he plays like the guy that he fights at in Raiders of the Lost Ark outside the plane he plays the big guy that gets crushed in Temple of Doom and he's one of the big Nazis in Last Crusade also that, that shouldn't count he taught gear that shouldn't count what it happened yeah I thought it was a character he was just a stuntman well yeah. it's not a reoccurring I said character. All, the only actor that appeared in the first three movies never yeah. say never say just a stuntman <laughs> Yeah, um, Pat Roach can kick my ass. Pat Roach, Pat Roach apparently died in 2004 before he was able to, so he wasn't able to be in the fourth movie. This now we need a full name. Who is the mother of Mutt Williams, Indy's new sidekick? Marion Blank Ravenwood, something. Jones now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. You, you, you need to add all that other stuff. It is yeah, Marion Ravenwood. We did answer for that question. Oh, no middle name needed. No. Oh. Like I don't remember her middle name. Okay, either. here we go. Last one. Might be tough. What number was stamped on the crate used to house the Ark of the Covenant? 9906753. Which, which Sorry, what'd you say, Greg? 9906753. Why do you know that? Doesn't everyone commit that to memory? Wait, why do you know that? It's because it's a neat number to know. 9906753, that is correct. Uh, according to this quiz, we are worthy of sidekick status. Sorry, right. I'm around. And yeah, I, yeah, we'll just say Greg won because he got that last answer right. Greg, <laughs> just a number taking up space in my brain. There you go. Now you guys know my password to everything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Done. So, um, I think that's gonna do it this week around now there in an A. Now that we've gone over every Indiana Jones movie and played a unnecessary game, so you can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodezeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews. As well as at YSalute.com for Blu-ray reviews. Uh, actually, we're going to have a review of the Indiana Jones Blu-ray coming out this, you know, this week. This probably the day of this podcast. So, so are all of you buying it? Oh yeah, uh, I am. Yeah, getting that. I'm getting up on it. And Halloween two and three on Blu-ray special edition. Nope, not doing that. You can also find me on Twitter, Twitter.com/slash/AaronsPS3. Abe, you find more fun stuff at WalrusMoose.blogspot.com and Twitter.com/slash/WalrusMoose. And a very special shout out to my friend Adrian Druskowski. Alan. WordPress.vhs diaries. I, I write it. And I think by the time this comes out, I'm actually doing one on Raiders. This is my next. All right. But Alan, you just posted one recently, too, didn't you? I did. It's crazy. I did it on Aladdin. Oh, and that's vhsdiaries.wordpress.com? Yeah. 
And then um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm Mr. DVD, MRDVD. Jordan. Damn Dirty Blog. Blogspot.com. Great. And uh, you can find Greg, of course, hanging out outside of random warehouses, nailing numbers down to boxes. Oh, yeah. That is my job. <laughs> yep. He works for the Secret Service. Exactly. And, of course, you can find all the other episodes, the regular episodes, of Out Now, Fair and Abe at iTunes, also at hhwlod.com. That is the podcast network that hosts our show, as well as other shows that are really cool to listen to, including the Walking Dead TV podcast and Legion of Dudes. They just talk about comics and games and stuff, and it's a bunch of cool guys that we like being a part of. Also, outnow.podomatic.com, most of the newest episodes and some exclusives. Out now, podcast at gmail.com. Email us in. What are your favorite indie movies? What are your favorite indie moments? What are your favorite indie likes and dislikes? You, what? I don't know what else to say in that regard. Um, you know, email in though. We would love to hear some feedback on Indiana Jones in general. And of course, follow our Facebook page out and Twitter page, facebook.com slash outnowpodcast and twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. We have all our updates and what have you. Um, all that stuff available, always fun to interact with. The, listeners of the show and whatever so i think that does next week we're going to talk about dread 3d that's the plan right abe yes absolutely you know it i i think actually by the time this podcast comes out we'll also have released our judge dread commentary which uh which uh jordan you were you were brave enough to participate with us on it was amazing it's a movie all right oh great (laughs) so uh yeah um Thanks, guys, for coming on tonight. It's quite late, so <laughs> thanks for sticking around. Thank you. And, it was awesome. Yeah, great. Yeah. And um, until next time, I guess, so long. Thank you. Bye. Farewell.
the guy goes in with the thing that he's chained onto, but they manage to get that thing back out in one piece. So that's good for them, right? They get to reuse that whole elaborate setup they have for dunking guys into lava pits. Probably adamantium. Probably. There you go. Probably adamantium. <laughs> that's why it is. 